0: Welcome to the Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Alicia Walker.
1: Hello. Aaron
0: Caldwell. Hello. Josh Dean. Howdy. Nathan McKinney. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey. And on today's show, we are discussing Damsel. Uh, That was Josh's suggestion for this week, but we were going to talk about what we've been watching lately first. I have been uh, re-watching a favorite from my childhood, the 1989 to 93, I think, uh, series of Agatha Christie's Poro, which aired on PBS's Mystery, now Masterpiece Mystery. But when I was a kid, it was just Mystery. Uh, hosted by Vincent Price and later Diana Rigg. Uh, currently by Alan Cumming or No One. I think it was Alan Cumming for a while and then they just went to No One. Um, but uh, uh, starring David Suchet, uh, and uh, potentially just out of nostalgia uh, purposes, but still for my money, uh, the best version of Poro, at least the character. Um, there have definitely been, you know, uh, higher budget, higher profile versions of it. There's been the, you know, most recently the Kenneth Brannig, Murder on the Orient Express and the upcoming Death on the Nile starring him and his incredibly crazy mustache. Aaron, how about you?
2: I have been just on the edge of my seat watching Lovecraft Country on HBO Max. Um, really enjoy the show. The characters are good. The storyline is good. A uh, couple... The the last two three weeks of episodes have just been absolutely phenomenal, and I I can't get enough. I I, I am so excited when Sunday rolls around, even though work is the next day. I'm so excited that I'm going to get to watch a new episode. Well, I've
0: lost track of horror anthologies. Is this another Jordan Peele joint?
2: Uh, he is producing it. Okay. I don't know how hands-on he is with
0: Yeah. Him. His name is on like everything right now.
3: All the yeah. horror anthologies have Jordan Peele's name on them, so. Yeah, it's uh it's a split between Monkeypaw, which is Jordan Peele's production company, and Bad Robot, which is J.J. Abrams' production company. Uh, they sort of split duties on it. Yeah.
2: I mean, what are you gonna do? As long
3: as oh, Alex yeah. Kurtzman is not
0: involved, <laughs> it's it's good. It's
3: it's good by me. Yeah.
0: Or Joe hey,
2: Buck.
3: Aaron, you should uh you should check out the podcast that's uh along with it too. They have really great discussions after every episode. What what podcast is that? It's just called Lovecraft Country Podcast or, Lo- or Lovecraft Country Radio. It's on Spotify or Apple um podcast. Yeah, HBO well, is doing podcasts for like all their series right now. Really? Yeah. I, yep. I,
2: I was unaware of that.
3: Yeah, Yeah. So some of them are okay, and some of them are good. The Lovecraft Country podcast is actually very good, very well done, very well produced, and is worth it just because it expands on the, um, the world of it, but also one of the writers is one of the hosts, and so she gets to talk about sort of the insider ideas that they had when they were coming up with the scripts and stuff like that, so it's really good. Yeah, they did one for uh,
0: McMillions, and they also did one for uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and I think they did one for uh, uh, what's the the Ben Mendelsohn Stephen King series? The Outsider.
4: The I outsider.
2: think
0: they did one for that too. Mm-hmm.
2: So the uh, last last uh, last week's episode, man, um, it it circled around the uh, the Emmett Till lynching. Mm. It was brutal oh man it was hard to watch at some point it's, it's definitely worth a watch give it a go
4: Nathan and I kind of uh, fell off the wagon with that I think we got through what season four maybe episode four oh, I'm yeah. sorry episode four, and, <laughs> oh my uh, god whew, wow <laughs> you really uh, out yeah and uh, we kind of were like Kind of lukewarm about it, still wasn't taken off for us, and so we stopped. I'm intending to go back and watch what we've missed, but I might wait until they finish the series so I can just marathon the rest of it and uh, get it in one sitting. So it's good to know it's, you know, because I think a lot of them, the reception has been kind of hit and miss and up and down for different episodes because they're all so different from each other, which in some ways I really appreciate, but in some ways that's also making it difficult for us to hook on to it, I think, as
0: well. Yeah, it's an anthology, right? It's not... A series
4: well it is it's a series i mean it's the same characters and the same things happen i mean it's all based on the same basic plot but kind of the mood and the the particular it is very episodic in the way that something very different happens in every episode but they are all connected so. It's
1: it's more like an X Files series of episodes because like they might be in a completely different state, different sort sort of story the next episode, but, but maybe it's still the main with characters. the
4: underlying mythology though of right. X Files or something okay. like that.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's not like it's, Fargo or the Twilight Zone.
4: It's no. based
2: on a book called Love Lovecraft Country, um, which reimagines what Lovecraft's monsters would have been like in. 50s America, uh, specifically Alabama, and it's it it really latches on to the inherent racism of Lovecraft, um, and it it's hard to watch, man. Some of some of the stuff is is brutal. This Emmett Till episode was really hard. Um, there's an episode a couple weeks back, uh, that was just a masterpiece. I've, I've literally watched that episode like five times. It's, it's that good.
5: Cool. Josh, how about you? Uh, well, um, still watching the boys, uh, as it's coming out, but, um, I don't want to shatter for our listeners whenever they happen to listen to this. I'm not going to say when we're recording this, but this is the month I watch 31 horror movies. So uh, I'll just let (laughs) you guys decide when this is happening. Um, Hey, I'm I'm doing doing the same thing, Josh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I try to do ones I've never seen before. So I now have a third favorite Nazi zombie movie now um, that can go after Overlord in my countdown, and that is uh, Shockwaves from 1977. Um, So, if you guys like that genre, there's more out there. You just have to dig (laughs) for it. Um, But, uh, yeah, I've watched uh, Deranged, a movie called uh, Shock from 77, a movie called Eaten Alive. Toby Hooper directed it um, after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, just, uh, Oh, a new one called sea fever. That's really good. I would highly recommend it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's been, uh, been an adventure into terror so far and, uh, got a lot more to go. Zach, how about you? Yeah. Just been keeping up with the, uh, regular situation on
3: the shows. Um, the boys and, uh, Lovecraft country, the vow, um, Kind of just, you know, trucking along as everything's kind of coming out week to week. Uh, Started Fargo season four. uh, Takes place in Kansas City, which is really fun. Um, You know, so far I actually like it. I've heard some mixed reviews as well, and um, I thought I might not necessarily enjoy it based off of some of the reviews that I saw. I will say that I'm not that impressed with the Chris Rock performance. I think that they could have gotten someone who's a better actor uh, just overall to play that character. Um, But, like, all in all, the style, the look, the feel, the tone, I'm into. And I I do appreciate them telling the story of the mafia in Kansas City during the 50s, especially the Stockyard story. It's pretty cool Um, just to have, like... Not I obviously I didn't live that history, but like I had ancestors who lived that history to a certain degree. And um and I know some people that were actually not directly involved with the mafia in Kansas City, but like their family was involved with the mafia with the Italians. Was it last Uh, season that the
0: the Kansas City Mafia was introduced in the show?
3: Yeah, yeah. They came in last season um with the dual Ewan McGregor's. Right. Yes. Uh because yeah, first season was the um, Billy, uh, Billy Bob his, Thornton, um, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Second season was the um, the older one in the seventies that was uh, Kirsten the alien Dunst. season. Yeah. yeah. Um, third one was yes, yeah, so that, that's where Kansas City came in. But yeah, that's been fun um, for anybody who likes Fargo or you know, kind of that kind of that anthology style stuff.
0: Yeah, um, I watched all three of the other seasons week to week, and I saw this one was coming up, and just for whatever reason, haven't jumped on it yet but uh, yeah. I'm sure I will at some point
2: is this not attached to the movie
0: Mm-mm. have you not seen any of the series
2: I, I have not I just assumed oh, it was attached to no. so the movie Good, it's the
0: same feel as the movies um, it always says it's a true story at the beginning um, and it's all bullshit but um, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's an anthology in the same universe season to season. So the story of episode 1 is a complete story, the story of episode of season 2 is a complete story, and then they give you little hints and pieces to kind of figure out how the different stories connect. Um because yeah. they take place in different time periods, right?
2: I've been putting it off since like I it's been so long since I've seen Fargo.
0: No, you're a fool. You, you need to just <laughs> go for it. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Do you Definitely watch the first season with Billy Bob Thornton Co- and Martin oh, Freeman. So it's good. excellent. Hey,
3: Colin Hanks.
1: Colin oh, Hanks. Give yourself some Colin Get out, Hanks. out of here, Zach. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to say this. I didn't watch season three. It was very hard for me to get into both seasons one and two, but they were super rewarding by the time I was done. So that's true of all three. Just, all of just, the seasons. Yeah, I've just be just be aware it might take you a few. In fact, we've been trying to watch it too. We wa- they dropped two episodes for the first date, and we watched both episodes. I'll be honest with you, though, I kind of trailed off in the middle of the second episode. I'm going to probably wait till the whole series drops all at once, and then I'm just going to try to ram through it. Yeah, and I am
4: not. I'm not
0: waiting. Well, and, and Zach was mentioning that there's been kind of a mixed response, and I think that's been true throughout. Yeah. Following it week to week, um, like if looking at reviews and stuff, it's always been, you know, people are like, but, you know, they're in episode four or five and they're like, where the hell is this going? This isn't interesting, but you're getting to know these new characters. And so you kind of have to get there. And then by like episode six and seven, you're like, yes, yes, more of this. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> like the wait between season three and four was just agony It took so long for them to make another season of it. So, yeah. I feel, Um, I I
2: feel cheated. I'll have to watch it.
1: You cheated. (laughs) And the casting's really good. Yeah. The casting's exceptional. I played myself. Yeah. Wasn't Carrie Coons in the first season as one of the cops? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't beat that. It's, it's, it's even, even maybe her best role. It's so good. Yeah. Season
0: one has, like, the, the best, like, list of names as far
1: as cast goes. Um, Kirsten Dunst was in that one too. She's in season two. two. She's in season two with like Jean Smart. And she's great in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Plemons.
3: That's where her and Jesse Plemons started dating.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. They played a married couple in
3: season two. Season two is my favorite.
2: Says Carrie Coon was in season three.
1: Oh. Oh, she's the sheriff in season three? Oh, then whoever it was in season one that was the cop was really good.
4: Oh, it, I know.
1: Allison Tolman. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yes, that's it, Josh. Okay.
1: I remember it being really good.
0: But yeah, Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton were the draw names. Yeah. And it it is sort of the two of them against each other. And like, as far as comparing it to the movie, Martin Freeman is very much playing a William H. Macy in Fargo type character in it. And Billy Bob Thornton is just playing, like, crazy Billy Bob Thornton.
4: Creepy, creepy Billy Bob, too. I mean, <laughs> like, that, that speech like, he has out the out the window when he gets pulled over. Yeah. I mean, that. It, that I think that's episode one, and it had me right there. I yeah. was
2: right. Are, are we talking, like, Bad Santa no,
0: Billy Bob? No. <laughs> like, Sin-
4: more sinister, I think. think bad Santa think, wasn't very sinister.
0: Think Chigger from No Country for Old Men
3: level yeah, of bad
4: yeah yeah okay. uh-huh.
3: um i also went and saw because i'm a very brave person uh empire strikes back in the actual movie theaters um i saw it in dolby prime and i gotta say i haven't never seen it on the big screen before it was worth it. Uh, was it it was so worth it to go <laughs> i mean, there was only like 10 people in the movie theater so it was great um can you, but- can
2: you pause every couple words and cough
3: <laughs> you didn't watch so, it in 98 when they re-released it? I don't think I did. I think I saw the other ones. I know I definitely saw a new hope re-released and I'm pretty sure I saw Jedi re-released. I don't recall seeing empire re-released, but I might have. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I got to see it again on the big screen and it was in Dolby prime. So it was a nice clear picture, great sound quality. I saw things that you shouldn't see. Like how cheap it was. (laughs) It was just so apparent. Like the props and the dialogue. Oh my (laughs) god, man. You're like, you watch it in that good a definition and you're like, this was not meant to be viewed this way. (laughs) Yeah. It was like
0: seeing the Hobbit in forty-eight frames a second. It's like ugh.
2: (laughs) Nothing will ever be
0: as bad as the first Blu-ray
2: remaster of Ghostbusters. Mm. It is the absolute worst. The scene where Rick Moranis is getting chased by one of the the dogs, you can see a square around the dog where they just copied For and the pasted it into the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so
1: <laughs> bad. I mean, that's always been part of the charm of the old Star Wars movies, honestly. Yeah. yeah.
4: With the TIE yeah, fighters. It was
3: cool.
0: Well, and there was like the uh, uh, when Pee Wee's Big Adventure was released on VHS and they just used the open frame instead of matting it to widescreen. And so there's the scene where he's taking the big chain out of his bike and you can see it being fed through the bottom of the bike (laughs) at the bottom of the screen. (laughs) Um, Somebody was talking about seeing uh, Braveheart with Mel Gibson uh, in a theater where they forgot to put the mat in until like halfway through the movie, and so there's just a boom mic always at the top of the screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so bad. Uh, Alicia, what have you been watching?
4: Well, uh, my big thing was going to be talking about Fargo, because I was super excited about it, so thanks, Zach. But... Um, we it had a nice discussion. <laughs> I know we had a great discussion, actually, thanks to Zach. So I was, I'm loving that, and and I'm on board and uh, every way with Fargo. And I'm, I'm kind of like Dale and probably some of the rest of you that it was. I was waiting way too long for that fourth season, so that's probably what I'm most excited about. And I will be watching them as they drop. I think for that, but um, uh, also I've I've watched a few movies as Nathan's been going through his thing. Sometimes I'm picking a horror. few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the horror stuff. Um we watched, I don't know if it'd really be horror, but we watched Beetlejuice this week, which is always a mm-hmm. favorite for me to watch during we won't say which month it is, but I enjoy watching <laughs> Beetlejuice. And uh and every time it's one of those every time I watch it, I'm like, God damn it, Michael Keaton is so damn good in this movie. Like, you know, it's it's just awful that he then gets pigeonholed into you know the dream team and all this stuff and I'm so glad he's back in a lot of ways because that's just an iconic role and and nobody else could do it like he did and that's what makes that movie so great so uh, yeah really enjoyed that we were kind of talking about some other Tim Burtons that might be on the agenda here in the next couple weeks and and things like that and we watched a little of some other stuff too something I watched that Nathan didn't watch as I finished up the four episode um, season of Chef's Table Barbecue which I think we talked a little bit about Love that. I mean, I I just really love how they shoot that, just the cinematography of it, the music, you know, the way they present these different chefs. And, you know, and it was, Kansas City isn't featured, but that's all right. It was still fantastic and had some uh, people I'd never heard of. And, uh, of course, every time I watched it, it made me really hungry. So I had to try to watch it oftentimes while I was eating so that, you know, I didn't then go to the kitchen afterwards and eat everything I could possibly find. But... (laughs) Loving that, uh, and yeah, looking forward to some other good movies this next week.
1: Nathan? Yeah, so I've been pretty busy. Uh, I actually jammed through the entire uh, first season of Utopia, which is the uh, John Cusack and Rain Wilson, plus a whole lot of other people in the cast, um, show about uh, uh, basically a comic strip or a comic book that series that had come out, and super fans that... Try to get the second issue as it's coming out, uh, and the the creator's kind of a mystery hidden in hidden in the clouds. They don't know who he is, mm. and uh, they find out when they go to pick up the second issue that everything that's happening in this uh, dystopia—I think was the name of the original issue—was uh, actually totally real and based in reality. And so they start freaking out when things start hitting the news, and they are deadly involved because they managed to get a hold of the second issue. It's
0: pretty great so is it, it is it like a premonition of what's happening or no
1: it I well I you know I really don't want to say too much except that there's an artist out there that wasn't identified they didn't know who he was it was just kind of like a mystery comic that came out of the ether
0: like uh, a Banksy got, type got thing. exposed
1: to the public and so they published it um, but I'm not going to say any more than that. I, I think you kind of just have to watch it, Dale. Fine. Nathan, yeah. who, who
4: was the author on that, the the writer for that uh, series again? Wasn't it someone who's pretty well-known that we were talking about?
1: It, I would have to look it up. Oh,
2: okay. It's the person from uh, the Dig Gone Girl. Yeah. Oh,
1: Jillian oh, Flynn. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Julian Flynn. Mm-hmm. That's right, Jillian yes. Flynn. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. And they did set themselves up for a second season, which um, I'm pretty sure will be pretty great, too. So if they that's get cool to do
0: that. she yeah, that, for what uh I, I i don't know a lot about this but i feel like she did she adapt it or did she write
1: it no she know. wrote it i'm pretty sure uh
0: it
2: is listed as created by jillian Flynn. Yeah.
1: okay but
0: yeah it's not like a book of hers that was turned into a no, no no yeah
1: it's it's strictly she did it for the series as far as i could tell okay um the artwork just alone in it like the the comic book art that is in it is almost worth the price of admission on its own but the cast is really cool it's actually got the uh, and I'll never remember her name but the gal that was in American Honey who did so well in that and she does a good job in this
0: Shia LaBeouf it,
1: no the gal, <laughs> the gal. <laughs> I heard you uh but it <laughs> I guess that was a joke sorry I missed that but uh no uh I just enjoyed the heck out of it so that was an easy watch and I got right through it where are you watching that uh, that was Amazon, Amazon. I think. It's an Amazon okay. series. Yep. We finished The Boys, or at least we caught up We're with caught The Boys. Up. We got one yeah. more episode, whatever's coming up next. Those boys. boys. Uh, so. <laughs> Everybody's watching them boys. It's pretty good.
4: <laughs> Crazy kids.
1: Uh, so as far as movies go, <laughs> I, I have been working through um, a series that Martin Scorsese put out um, on Criterion called The World Cinema Project. I'm just kind of getting started in on it. I, I made the mistake of starting like months ago with probably the worst pick for the first one to watch on that, which was the a River called Titash. It's an old black and white mystical journey that takes like three hours and it's eh, it's a little bit of a yawner. I
4: think it was, was it Bengali?
1: Bengali, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other two that I've watched have been really good, but in particular I'm going to mention T- Buki. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's a Senegalese movie that is kind of, I'm going to say it's, it's kind of easy rider by way of, you know, Africa. So it's, it's really well done. It's a great movie. Okay. Well, um, speaking of,
0: uh, of Tim Burton, as you brought up Beetlejuice, (laughs) uh, the star of Tim Burton's Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Mia Wasakowski was in our movie tonight. Wow. Uh, yeah. Segway. We watched
4: oh. Segway. Damsel.
0: Oh, that was a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it.
4: It wasn't six degrees. You were all right.
0: Uh, we watched Damsel. It was Josh's suggestion. I think it was new to everyone, unless I'm wrong yep everyone's nodding their heads for the podcast which is always great so um uh Aaron, what did you think of damsel oh man this this movie
2: it was not what i was expecting at all um robert pattinson's great um i don't I don't know the guy that played the priest, but uh, he he was he was fun. The movie was just so weird. It was it was very strange. I I had no idea how to take it at any given point. Like
0: the parson was David Zellner, who is one of the
2: writer directors. Ah, uh, yes, David David Zellner uh, playing the par parson Henry. Um, he he was good. Um, the first interaction that you see in the movie is... Robert Forrester? Um, uh, well, you've got Robert Forrester and he's talking like doom and gloom and like I just gave up on everything and, and then it cuts to Robert Pattinson in a bar.
0: At first, Robert Forrester rips all his clothes off and goes running into the wilderness. It's like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> L- lest
2: we forget. Yeah. Um, And then Robert robert pattinson's talking to this drunk guy and the drunk guy starts feeling robert pattinson's face and then he says you should come by the gangbang social yeah and <laughs> i'm like a good like, way to get to know f- everybody <laughs> what the fuck movie did you pick josh <laughs> and, and from there i had i had absolutely no expectations um Robert Pattinson is a good actor if you get him out of Twilight. <laughs> he's a good like, actor period,
0: in, full stop. He's in, he's yeah. enjoyable to watch.
2: Um and then halfway through the movie he's just out of the story and you're kind of <laughs> you're kind of confused as to where the rest of Uh, where everything's gonna go
0: yeah he was not the problem with twilight
2: (laughs) oh there were so many problems but like that's another podcast
0: the problem with twilight is twilight Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: you know he he gets unfairly uh tagged to that movie and i'm guilty of it but um this this movie was very Interesting, I still am not quite sure what genre it falls in um it's absurdist humor, I guess um Mia Wachowski is is phenomenal in it, like I laughed every time that she did something uh when when she clocked Zellner in the face with the rock, I laughed really hard, <laughs> and he's um the entire exchange between her and Robert Pattinson uh, is is worth the watch by itself. Um, I, I I enjoyed the movie, even though it's very hard to explain. <laughs> um, but my, my feelings on it were it was it was good. It was good, and you should definitely watch it.
0: Okay, have you seen The Rover?
2: Name doesn't ring a bell. Robert
0: Pattinson and Guy Pearce. Put that on your list with uh, with Fargo. The rover. Uh, I know you've seen The Lighthouse because we went together. Yeah. And he's excellent in that.
2: He, he was awesome in Metropolis.
0: Um, good Time is really good as well. Um, it's kind of a like a snatch type of movie. Or not snatch. uh like crank.
2: The Rover's another
0: western. Yes, what The is Rover's happening? a Western. <laughs> it takes place in Australia in like a post
3: apocalyptic Australia. I'll watch it. <laughs> Looks like he's gonna be a pretty great Batman too. Oh, yeah, oh from man, the yeah.
0: from the yeah, the trailer. Yeah. That trailer. Zach, how about you? What did you think of Damsel?
3: Yeah, I don't know if I had the quite the same uh uh, feeling as Aaron did, um, but that's okay. Uh, we're all different, um, especially Aaron and I. Yeah, <laughs> I, it took me. It took me three three viewings. Ter- not like awful. It took like you I, had, I, had, I had a three tries. I had three tries. I just uh, like I'll say I'll say the goods. Okay, the goods. The cinematography's good. Uh, the acting's pretty good. Um, there's just something about it that never captured me. Did I don't you watch know it on Hulu? Was? I
0: did. Yeah, I did too. And I could not get over how good the picture was. Yeah. Uh, like, that was really nice. I've never seen I, anything like-, like the just the the pure, like the cinematography was fantastic and it was really yeah. well shot and well done. But even just the quality of the picture from mm-hmm. a streaming service, I was like, damn, Hulu, you're getting your shit together. Yeah, who beautiful. directed this? The
5: brothers. Zellers. Zell- Zellner yeah. brothers. Zellers.
0: Yeah. This Henry
1: is the same. Maiden. This is the same group of folks that kind of did the uh, karate movie that I suggested months back.
5: Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: art of self defense. Yeah, art of self defense.
3: And I haven't actually watched that one yet, so I'll need to watch that to compare the in terms Jesse of, Eisenberg movie.
1: Yeah, uh, it's that, it's got the same producer or something. It's, so there, there's a lot sense. of overlap.
3: Um I just felt like there were some good moments and there were some moments that made me laugh. I just it just by the end of it I I don't know, it wasn't like I felt let down uh or that it like didn't go anywhere, but also it like didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um like uh yeah, in terms of story, it's not traditional storytelling. There's not necessarily a beginning, middle, and end. Um so there's there's things I liked about it and the attempt that was made about it, but it wasn't I wouldn't say it was like a Western that I necessarily loved or a story that I was like, okay, that was amazing. I don't know. Like, it's not bad. I'm, it's it, it definitely is not a bad film. Um, it's just not one of those films that like I don't need a second viewing of. Um, I, I kind of get it. Um, decent amount of interesting humor. Um, but yeah, there was some, some fun moments. Um, I, I like the moment too, like when they, when she met the, uh, Native American guy and then he like hits on her. So like everybody's hitting on her, the, the brother hits on her, like everybody's like trying to get with her. Um, so like, yes, yeah, so the absurdist comedy style of things is, is interesting he, to me,
0: but it was. does he hit on her directly or does he just have that conversation with the parson? I thought he asked if she was married or maybe does he just ask the parson? He definitely talks to the parson about whether she's with someone or not, but I don't know if he says something, like if the guy says something directly to her about like, maybe
4: I think it was more about the, the action of saving her. Maybe, you know, he's like, Oh, well that guy was bothering you, you know? So I'm here, I'm here to save you. I'm here to help you out.
3: Yeah. Right. Because she's always a, a damsel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she always needs saved. Except when crudely, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, butterscotch was my favorite part of the whole film. Uh, <laughs> little Little Sebastian. Oh my god, oh my god. loved it. The, the, my wife goes, the "Are you watching psychic. a movie about Little Sebastian?" And I said, "Yes."
0: <laughs> the early years.
2: Yeah. I don't know the conversation with how how butterscotch got its name. I named it after your favorite candy.
0: Well, I know your I, well, favorite I know your candy favorite is Whorehound. Whore that seemed like a bad name for a horse. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was like, this
2: is perfect. This is
0: perfect. Alicia, how about yeah. you?
4: Well, I thought it was good fun. I enjoyed it. I. It's not a movie necessarily I'm going to watch a bunch or... You know, think of as it's not an iconic movie, but my God, it's a good time. So, thank you, Josh. Uh, I had a lot of good laughs, and that opening sequence, kind of like Aaron was talking about, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna if the rest of the movie's like this." I'm I'm in. I'm gonna like this with the whole discussion at the at the stagecoach uh, stop with the.
0: I was in the moment Robert I Forster. saw Robert Forster. Well, that's what I right. told
4: Nathan too. So I was like, oh, Robert Forster in this is in this. Goddamn, this is gonna be good. So, <laughs> uh, and then he's not for most movie, but I, it didn't even matter. That's all I needed. Um, him and his long johns. So then that I loved. I loved you know the fact that yeah you don't know where it's going, which a lot of movies are like that. But it was it was all. It ha- it kind of rang of a little bit of a Coen Brothers vibe, and everything was just a little yeah. off kilter. You've got these random things that are funny, and then these other random things are like, oh, God, what just happened?
0: It felt um, like they elongated one of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yes,
4: that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly right. Um, one of the better ones. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, and I love that conversation. You know, talking about when the Native American comes in. I'm trying to remember Running Bear or something. I can't remember his 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 character name. But they have that conversation when they're about to go to sleep after she's already turned over and said back off. Mm-hmm. And then him and preacher and the preacher was it Henry preacher Henry are having that conversation. Past, uh, yeah. yeah. And they are talking all this stuff out. And of course, uh, Parson Henry just keeps rattling on and on and on and wanting to, I want to come live with your people and learn your ways and adopt your culture and all this. And he's and like, you can scalp like, mm. me. I just yeah. need a fresh start.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that
4: whole thing. I was loving it. And in particular, loving just watching the face of the Native American as he's saying all this to him and just his just blank expression. What is Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He actually Uh, says
0: that to him at one point. She's like, what is wrong with you?
4: Loved that. Loved that. So yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, I wouldn't have necessarily thought this guy waiting for the stagecoach was going to be really the main central character that we saw throughout the movie. But but yeah, I thought it was a really good time. I loved it.
1: Nathan? So I'm going to start off by saying I think I'm probably going to get attacked here because I am not a Robert Pattinson fan. I think he's one of the worst, most wooden actors out there. From what I have seen so far, this is the first time I've actually really enjoyed a Robert Pattinson performance. Uh, Maybe I'm missing something, but, I mean, we tried to watch the... Lighthouse. Lighthouse, couldn't get through it. I mean, he was fine in it, but it wasn't. It was not my cup of tea. Oh, Nathan, like,
3: you just got canceled by all of the Twilight fans. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. And you know, the Team truth is,
1: I'm Edward. I don't have hate for Twilight, but I don't think he's very good in it. Um, I didn't finish that series. So maybe that says something too. But, um, anyway so I will just kind of preface it by saying this was the first time I thought Robert Pattinson was worth a damn, and actually. You missed one thing when you were talking through, like with the first scenes, Aaron. Was I, I, when you see the opening credits, he's got that ridiculous smile on his face yeah. when he's dancing in next to Mia Wakowski at whatever event that was. And I kind of went, okay, maybe this is going to be all right.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. And
1: it was like, I I, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's one of those that I, I think. It's not like an A-plus movie, but it's at least like a solid B-plus. Like, I would probably choose to own this if it ever went off streaming and try to revisit it pretty frequently. Because, first of all, I love Westerns. Um, I like Robert Patton not Robert Pattinson, uh, Forrester. Well, yeah. And uh, even if he's only in the first five minutes, it's a good five minutes.
4: Red Long Johns.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I... So I don't know if anybody else caught this. I kind of felt like the damsel, the titular damsel, was actually the parson. I don't know if anybody kind of felt that way by the time the end rolled around because it sure as hell wasn't the gal,
5: Mia (laughs) Wachowski.
1: I mean, and I loved that about this movie that she was just hands down not going to take anybody's shit uh even at the very end when you thought maybe she might have like a warm bone in her body she's like fuck that guy <laughs> i'm taking his little horse I, too keeps I saying, do. <laughs> mike wazowski it's
0: it's wasakowska yeah it's her last name.
2: i i do want to expand on one thing that nathan talked about the scene at the beginning i assume it's the cakewalk that he talks about later
0: yeah probably they're one happy memory together
2: when he's holding her and the camera just stays on them for like thirty seconds and you're just like this is the and most they both have uncomfortable the biggest,
0: stupidest grins on their face.
2: Yes, it's the most uncomfortable thirty seconds ever. And I'm like, Why is this happening? I
4: think and, and I was sold by the uncomfortable scene. Like, you know, those are the things that I'm like, yeah, let's get uncomfortable people.
1: It
2: made me uncomfortable. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, God, please cut the camera. I mean, this
1: movie hardly played to anybody's expectations at any stage. Like, just the part where they show up to the house to, like, take over and save her, and he accidentally blows the back of the guy's skull off, and he's pissing in the wind. I mean, fuck. It's a great movie. Well,
4: and I think also something also about that scene, because then that happens. You're like, oh, okay. He accidentally shoots him. Got it. And then that never comes up. He doesn't talk about it. Nobody <laughs> yeah. tries to figure out. It just, It's just there. And the audience knows about it, and there's no coming back to it, coming full circle about that at all for the rest well, of the Well, and film.
0: Robert Pattinson's character knows about it, but he doesn't live long enough to tell anybody else.
4: Oh, no. I don't know if he would care to.
0: No, he like that's why he fired all those extra rounds into him. It's like yeah. he was going to be the one that, that got him.
1: See, I almost got... I kind of felt like maybe he was deluding himself into thinking he actually did beat the guy like because the way he was all dramatic about I'm gonna kill you boom 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 you know it he was already laying on the ground I just was like I think it was like for the benefit (laughs) of the people
0: inside like he expected them to hear him dramatically taking this guy out right like a superhero (laughs) in his mind that's what he was
3: doing he was saving her Mm -hmm. but It's the same way he took out his brother when he pushed him off a ledge, but he didn't. <laughs> so, right. um, lighthouse, you didn't
0: finish, so your your comment there is invalid. Have you seen? We saw uh, most of it. <laughs> we have saw. We seen,
4: haven't. We, we didn't watch. To be honest, it. we haven't watched the last ten minutes mostly because we haven't gotten back to it. So, I was enjoying it. I think more than he was, but it was more like just the very end. We had to go or something and didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like we're the, fed up like, like, with
4: this. We're done.
1: Right. You can't invalidate my opinion. Yeah. You, you're, Don't you're even your try. argument is invalid, man. Um, <laughs> the end is kind of important to that movie, but whatever. I, know, um, so, I uh, haven't seen it yet. Which one? Uh, the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. I've seen most of it. <laughs> I haven't so, seen any of it.
4: <laughs> all right, so we're not going to talk about the end for Zach. Thank you. And for us. It,
1: and
0: for, know, and for you. I'm, no, I'm not going to talk about The Lighthouse at all. I'm going to ask you <laughs> if you've seen uh, The
1: Rover or Good Time. No, I haven't watched either of those two. The other one that I've mainly watched was Metropolis or something, and I thought it Cosmopolis? was... Cosmopolis? Cosmopolis. I thought Cosmopolis. it was awful. That's it. it was an awful yeah. movie, period, but maybe I need to revisit it, but he was so uninteresting in it to watch. So I'm I'm just going to say he can prove me wrong. Other actors have, but he... Wait till you see Tenant. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah?
3: (laughs) No. No. He's fine. He's fine. It's really not. Well, frankly,
1: (laughs) it scares me. I mean, I I think his make or break is going to be Batman for me. Like, if he fucks up a Batman movie, there's not that... There's a lot of them out there. Okay, we'll be honest. But (laughs) I want a good Batman movie. And if he fucks that up, I'm I'm done with him. (laughs) It sounds like you've already made up your mind. No! Um, I'm going to go into that movie hoping it's great. But, I mean, it's a DC movie, so... All bets are Who off. Who knows? <laughs> so, if Wonder um, Woman
4: appears, it'll be good.
1: <laughs> I rest my case. I'm done. All right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I Whew. I really
0: enjoyed Damsel. I liked that it did not um, follow any kind of of natural feeling uh, stru- story structure. It kind of it it keeps kind of jumping the tracks of where you think it's going to go. Um, The only thing that that I did figure out, like, way earlier than it happened was that Robert Pattinson was full of shit. Um, Like, that was obvious to me pretty quickly that he was not really, like, there to save this girl and that something like what happened was probably going to happen, that the parson was going to get himself into a lot more trouble than he bargained for, um, even more than, you know, just... Covering for him, or you know, how he ended up actually accidentally shooting the guy while he was peeing. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no battle. He just blew the guy's head off, and it was over. Um, I thought that was really well done. It's it's interesting because I watched the first half of the movie going, why on earth is Mia Wasikowska second build in this movie? Like she's not in it, and if she shows up, if she shows up any time after now, like it doesn't make sense. But it's like a relay race: the first half of the movie you spend with Robert Pattinson and the pastor, and then the second half is Mia Wasikowska and the pastor. Um, and it's not really even halves; like it's the the Robert Pattinson part is is a little bit more than half of of the running time. Um, for them getting there. But, uh, yeah. And then she like her performance is really strong all the way through that she's there. Um, I love that just everybody proposes to her and everybody gets shot down. If not literally then with a rock, uh, <laughs> that was, that was just an amazing, amazing thing that happened. Um, I thought the writing in general was really good. I loved um that opening scene where there was just two guys sitting there talking is just to me that's like the perfect opening to a western movie. It's like you know yeah, we've got this setting, but we don't need to you know get all excited about you know horsemanship or shootouts or action scenes or anything like that It's just or the gang bang social the gangbang social like <laughs> <laughs> no this is just uh, just just these guys having a conversation and that's enough to unnerve you and that's enough to like, like he tries to warn the guys like I'm going back east I can't handle this and then the stagecoach doesn't show up by the end of their conversation and he just strips down and runs into the hills um, after answering yes or no to which of the different native tribes he's encountered in his
3: journeys and which of the the Western cities he's visited? Funny thing is, is then he goes to Albuquerque and starts a vacuum store, and actually <laughs> yeah. helps people to escape their troubles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just like the
0: the, the uh, uh, butterscotch ends up in Indiana somehow mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> becomes like a local celebrity there. That horse lives like 150 years and just just dies suddenly. So very sad. Um yeah, I wrote down a few like uh we already we already brought up the I didn't even write down the uh the uh the Gangbang Social cuz I knew that one would come back. I knew I wasn't <laughs> going to be the only one that caught that little uh that little thing. Um one of the things that uh Robert forrester says about the West versus the East is that it's not better, it's just shitty and new and fascinating ways. Um when they establish the bar that he goes into, that Robert Pattinson goes into at the beginning, there is a kitten inside of a spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> Taking <laughs> a dump, They just shot he? <laughs> that. They just shot that um, <laughs> yeah. kitten, like walking out of a spittoon. Um, that really kind of shows you how like low and gross and horrible uh, this whole place is, even before we find out about the the GBS. Um, and then, uh, uh, my favorite uh, Mio Wasikowska line of the movie is Vamoose, before I blow your fucking lamp and put your dynamite back on."
3: <laughs>
2: you know, there was a there was another scene towards the beginning that was pretty fantastic. It was the uh, the guy in the barrel getting hung. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was good.
1: He's
2: laughing. The preacher's like. He's been convicted of skull duggery. Skull, skull.
4: thuggery. And skull buggery. And skull.
0: Yeah. Thuggery. The only thing that tops <laughs> that, uh, as far as like speeches go, is the parson's prayer. Oh, yeah. Over the dead husband. Um, et etc. et cetera. it Well, it, it ends with. <laughs> I have the subtitles on, so I got to see like like specifically how they were had written it out. And so he's like, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, etc. to etc. <laughs> yeah. And she's you just know, like mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I also liked just the little Bible of the parson and the fact that, you know, when it's handed over to him by Robert Forster, he's like you know, it's the Bible. It's good. It's also good for, you know, rolling papers and you got to use the bathroom and yeah, things IG like that. And, and you just see the the pages getting less and less in the Bible kind of throughout the movie as he's tearing them out to wipe his bloody nose and this and that.
0: <laughs> and he tells Mio Wasikowski that he's memorized the pages that he's ri- ripped <laughs> yes, out. Like yes. that's his explanation They're in my head. It. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's better this way. Better that I have them up here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Th- completely awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, from it had a bit of the the humor had a little bit of a ring of the the Deadwood thing. Um, some of the funnier elements of Deadwood. It was almost like if uh, they made a feature length Calamity Jane movie or something. Um, and it also uh, I I was reminded of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs quite a bit, but it was like a mix between. Um, there's that section that nobody likes. Where like the woman is captured by the Indians and she ends up getting shot like by her own guys and it just sort of ends on this down note or whatever. It felt like they took the plot of that and just like Ryan Johnson the hell out of it and just subverted every expectation of that plot into this mm-hmm. other story, um, so that it like fit better because this would have been this would have been a great addition to the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And they certainly could have told it in you know fifteen or twenty minutes. It didn't need to be a feature, but I I liked you know I liked the two hours of it. I thought it was it was right for the amount of time that it was. I don't think it needed to be a series or um, or that it needed to be you know half an hour shorter or anything like that. I thought it, it was all really well done. Um, they just kept up coming with cu- coming up with clever new ways to. Um, say funny things about these characters and and what they are going through and uh, and yeah it's uh, the parson is just this like cowardly put upon you know liar uh, character and it 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 works out that the movie doesn't tell you that he's your he, he's not your main character necessarily but he's your your only guide through the transition of the relay race when it, when it becomes Mia Wasikowski's movie, (laughs) he's the only, the only constant that, that rolls over from that. And then the, you know, her brother-in-law shows up having somehow survived um, that insane fall. Right. Uh, (laughs) And he thinks that they work together to kill the brother um, which uh, the uh, the effect when they shot the brother um, was humorous but very physics defying that whole like that, that stream that's just not how that would work at all <laughs> um, it would not be constant and it would not be uh, like that same arc wouldn't was continue this on like Myth that
4: was how do we I mean
0: <laughs> so It's just more of a biology thing. Your bladder doesn't like empty at
1: the same rate
0: the entire time it's emptying. Gotcha.
1: Did anyone else struggle with where exactly this whole movie took place? Because Does it matter? Yeah. Like the geography was so bizarre all over the map. They were at a beach at one point. I,
4: I think it's this Great Salt Lake is what my explanation was, but <laughs> it, it's
1: it's
2: Springfield, man, from the Simpsons. Well, the beginning yes. shots
1: are the beginning <laughs> the shots was, are I was totally
0: willing to let it go, but I was like,
4: "Where the fuck is this?" Well,
2: the,
0: the opening mean, shots are definitely Utah, right? With all the buttes and um, just the big. Orange right. expanses everywhere, but then they must have gone south or or into Wyoming or something toward the end. So. Uh,
2: according to Wikipedia, <sighs> most of the movie was filmed in Utah, and then moved to Oregon, uh, specifically the Oregon coast.
0: Okay, there you go. I was close. So that uh, makes sense. That that would have been a, a route to travel. That they started true. out in Utah mm-hmm. and then they headed to Oregon to the that housing and stuff and the part where the go go ahead the part where the um where the brother like runs off the cliff that's more oregon-esque uh than utah that like sort of grassy hilly crevasse area thing um eastern oregon especially is just sort of a a waste of all of that stuff
1: I I was just struggling with where the beach was near that town where the parson ran off to. When he got solid drunk, they found him on a beach, and it sounded like the ocean. So I was trying to figure out where that was. Oregon. (laughs) It must have been Oregon. Okay.
5: Well, no, the the person was... a filmmaker's intentionally screwed with the geography a little bit, too. Yeah. To, yeah, give it a kind of that unsettled feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have to get to uh, Josh. What the hell, man? Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, man, I I, I feel good that you guys uh, pretty much uh, liked it across the board. Um,
0: Yeah, this – Except for that Robert Pattinson hating Bastard Nathan – (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: and zach Listen, do not forget
3: i like zach. robert pattinson it's just the rest of the movie <laughs>
5: <laughs> which uh it, i it could be crazy by the way this i might i mean i probably am but uh the boyfriend you certainly is killed i know the the boyfriend that gets shot is it not uh wyatt russell from overlord um there's a quick shot of him at the very beginning at the cakewalk and then again, when he comes out and pees and gets killed, he is played su- by Gabe
0: Casdorf. Whoever oh, that is, damn it,
5: <laughs> that's that's Wyatt Russell's uh,
0: pseudonym. So there Sorry, we go. Uh, Sorry, IMDb shot you down on that one.
5: Oh no, it's fine. I in my heart, I know it's it's Wyatt <laughs> Russell. It just yeah, he couldn't go credited, so that's just that's a stage name. Yeah, and it, Mia Wasikowski um, was actually but, uh, Kristen
0: Stewart in a mask and a wig. Uh-huh.
5: <laughs> mask. There we go. She's in all the Robert oh, Pattinson movies. Uh, She's way too expressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that was all animation. Yeah, no, I just I really, I, um, I really loved this when I first saw it a year ago. Um, and uh, was surprised by the turn halfway through. Uh, I loved the Honey Bun song. Uh, (laughs) I was surprised nobody's mentioned it. Yeah. (laughs) and Serenades the the damsel at some point. Um, When he gets to the part where he's just going Honey Bun, 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 Honey (laughs) Bun. He's just going to play as fast as he can. Uh, Yeah. yeah. It just it kept me laughing. It It was a, a just a happy viewing for me and uh, you know uh, like alicia was saying i didn't know where it was going a lot of movies are like that but um i had no idea if you could if you say from the beginning you know where it's going to be at the end um i'd be very shocked um dale i believe you that you got to the halfway point from the from the beginning but like uh yeah with people landing on dynamite it's it's almost like a Warner Brothers cartoon too. At least the uh, oh, yeah. That's what I brother. was
4: thinking. The dynamite uh, yeah. with Rufus.
5: Rufus, like Rufus running off the cliff. I swear for a second he's <laughs> running when there's no ground underneath him. In my head, that's what it well, is. Well the camera yeah. kept <laughs> moving. Um, the camera kept moving like I right. was following him.
0: But you don't see the ground that's in the right. shot. You're just seeing like his from like mm-hmm. his like his uh chest up basically. Up. And and you just mm-hmm. see it and he disappears out of view, and then when you see what he ran off of, it's like how the fuck did he not see that?
4: Right,
2: like even out of his
0: peripheral vision, how did he not see that there's just nothing?
4: Well,
2: there's, everything for him. And there's so much
0: blood. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and then he just shows back up. Well, He's got everything,
4: a limb. all of those shots for all of his stuff were just staged perfectly to be Looney Tunes. Because then, when he does hit the act, of, what can I think of what you would call that? TNT. The, the TNT. You know. The, the button charge the whatever. box or thank whatever you whatever yeah. it is <laughs> when he, when he hits that they have this perfectly drawn back camera so that's all you see is the center is just the box and you know yeah. he's wobbling and wobbling and wobbling you know he's gonna hit it and then he blows up and even before that when he gets shot with the arrow and you don't see that and then he gets hit and then he has to he tries to do a boob grab like right before he falls over <laughs> i mean the whole thing was looney tunes
0: well he gets hit with the arrow and he says to me wesakowski i don't why would, Why did
5: you do this to me?
0: <laughs> She's like, what the <laughs> fuck did I do?
1: <laughs> oh God. I like the
5: callback to his leg dangling in the yes. woods later and the wolf, and the wolf, wolf eat is biting on it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, just real entertaining. I, I thought it would be enjoyable. I thought it'd be more divisive, but I'm glad it wasn't, if that makes any sense. Um, no, I can see people like
0: giving up on this movie halfway through and being like, fuck this. I don't care in Maine anymore. You know, I think you really, you really have to buy into, uh, the Parson. And I think if mm-hmm. you're, if you're too invested in, in liking Robert Pattinson, it's pretty hard to do. His character is, is a pretty big scumbag. Or uh, hating. Well, <laughs> if you come into it hating him, then you're already set. Cause <laughs> yeah, it, it's the intention. That's what's supposed to happen. Um, another just, I, have to mention this, um, Josh. When you were looking for the name of the the actor that played Anton,
5: um,
0: <laughs> IMDb has a listing for the guy who was hanged. Mm-hmm. Um, the th- there's the actor's name, and then the character is Barrel of Laughs. <laughs>,
5: oh, <God>. <laughs> now that was a Coen Brothers
0: thing, fantastic. right there. That, yeah. That, that horse that just kept walk that kept going, they like dragged that chair like all through town.
2: It was the most uneventful hanging ever.
0: Like half the town was a- wasn't there. They were just sitting outside like the uh, storefronts while the while yeah, the horse it- dragged the thing through town.
3: And it was a kid on the horse too. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be the God next sheriff. <laughs> Maybe it was the sheriff. Yeah, skull buggery. <laughs> I I felt some vibes of this uh with um the Sisters Brothers. Anybody see Sisters mm-hmm. Brothers? You yeah. know, I
0: actually had this moment toward the end of the movie where I thought um I think it was it was when uh the parson is giving the speech where he's trying to propose to Mia Wesacaska. Um for whatever reason his performance in that scene reminded me of John C Riley. And I was like, now, if they had put John C. Riley in this movie as this character, I would probably not like it at this point. Even though I like him as an actor, like I would have been too focused on him and knowing that he has this sort of comic potential, even if he doesn't always play a comedic character mm-hmm. in the thing. But having David Zellner, who I don't know that I've seen in anything before, it just kept it it kept that character completely fresh for me um, instead of it being like an obvious, you know, stunt casts, comic character. Yeah. Uh, Zach, it is your turn to suggest the movie. What would you like for us to watch next time? Oh, we got to watch alien three. It's time. <laughs> it's definitely time. I know you, you were, you were plowing through him at the rate of, of, one a year. <laughs> yeah. back when we started uh, yeah.
3: this, um, I was really going for it. You and Amy watched the first two, and then
0: we told you not to watch Alien Three with her. But uh,
3: yeah, no, it was probably
0: the best
2: idea for yeah. sure. No, you took that shit seriously. It was like yeah. I'm not going to watch it.
0: Oh, that'll be that'll be a good one to talk about. Um, we should we should watch the extended edition, um, so we can talk about that and the uh, the, the many improvements that that makes. Whether that makes it a good movie or not, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we will do that, and we will uh, see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody, for joining us to discuss *Damsel*, and thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next deeply discussing movie podcast.